Hi, I'm Sandro Tavares. And I'm convinced that 5G is already changing the world. This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the usually weekly podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. But first, in an effort to get to know our guests a little bit better, we like to pose three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Sandro, are you ready for those? Oh, yeah. Totally ready. <laughs> Question number one. What is your most marked characteristic? <laughs> uh, well, I, I am very direct, sometimes a li- almost like brutally honest. So this is something that my friends know me for and it became actually part of my brand. So yeah, being direct is something that I do and I appreciate as well. And question number two, which talent would you most like to have? Yeah, well, t- talent for music, right? I mean, I love music and I have attempted to play almost every single instrument you would see in a jazz or a rock band, always with substandard results. So I really would like to have more talent for music. So I would be a more successful musician. And question number three, what is your current state of mind? I would say that probably a lot like a, a, a lot of other uh, people right now, it, it, it's mixed feelings, right? So I'm still very concerned about basically the situation that the world is facing. And that, that is, of course, something that is always on my mind. But at the same time, I'm really excited about, uh, well, starting to work now at Dell Technologies and the challenges and the possibilities that are ahead of us as you know, 5G continues to be deployed and, that, and as we take steps to really transform the telecommunications industry. So Sandro, first, welcome back to the show. It's been about 10 months since you joined us last. And as you, you mentioned earlier in the, the program, you're at a new position at a new company. So maybe you can uh, start by telling us about your role at Dell Technologies And I know you covered this in a a blog post recently, but maybe give us a bit of an overview of Dell's vision for uh, CSPs in the 5G era. Sure, and and thanks a lot, Sean, for giving me the opportunity of being back here. I had a lot of fun in our first interaction at this podcast and I was looking forward to to this second one. Uh, So yeah, I I joined Dell Technologies in January uh, this year. So, and I'm now leading the product marketing team for the telecommunications business, right? And uh, and yeah, as as I pointed out on my blog, so as we continue to advance as an industry on 5G becomes more prevalent and with this added momentum that we saw in 2020 on open RAN, uh, we are really getting closer and closer to a big inflection point in, in telecom transformation. So, and at Dell, we are really planning to help uh, our service provider customers to, uh, to navigate through this transformation uh, by leveraging our, our capabilities and our experience in the, in the transformation process that took place in the IT industry years ago and combining that with telecom expertise that we are bringing into the company to really expand our role uh, in helping telecommunication uh, service providers to build their networks, 
transform their processes and launch new services that will deliver on the promise of 5G. So uh, when I got uh, in touch with Dell and I saw the vision, I saw the plans, I got really excited about uh, the possibilities that it would bring and I decided to join the team. So here I am. You mentioned open ran and we're going to talk a little bit about this, but I, I like your, your characterization of this as a, a transformation. And you mentioned, you know, Dell's experience helping transform IT. Now we've got something similar happening in telco. And then we've also got this same transformation process playing out among all of the verticals industries that telco serves. So I really want to explore that today. And Maybe a good place to start is looking at the role of hyperscalers and the cloud and all of this. Uh, we're recording mid-March. We recently saw a major announcement from a, a telecom network equipment uh, provider. They're partnering with the major hyperscalers, AWS, Azure, and Google. Mm -hmm. I guess high level, these three hyperscalers, they're Dell customers. So I'm just kind of hoping to understand what something like this partnership announcement implies for Dell's telecom business unit and maybe even the work that Dell does around system integration. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as I pointed out, we are uh, at this inflection point of the transformation. Uh, edge cloud and edge computing will be a, a fundamental uh, step into this transformation to enabling uh, the 5G use cases that, well, we have been promising to the world, right? Uh, and, and of course, like making that happen is totally tied to the ability of building compute power at the edge and at the far edge of the network. And, but then the, the big question is, how do you actually go out and build this, capa this capacity, right? So how do you build this uh, edge compute capacity in the operator networks, in the enterprises networks, and so on. The fact is that I really don't see a one size fits all approach to that, right? So there will be hybrid multi-cloud uh, approaches to, to these networks, right? And to these architectures and each service provider, each customer, we'll have to together uh, with their partners to define what is the best way forward. And that's where hyperscalers with public clouds, public traditional uh, clouds, public edge clouds, and then private clouds being built by, uh, by enterprises and service providers as well, they're going to play together in creating this architecture that will that will deliver on this promise, that will deliver on this service. So uh, while announcements like these are, of course, uh, welcome as they create more options, more deployment options, there is also work to be done on top of that to define really the, the correct technology mix to achieve the objectives of each of the service providers, right? And this is an area where our expertise in IT transformation, our expertise in working with all these players uh, can, can actually help, right? Can, can actually help our customers navigate and define, okay, what is the best technology mix? What is the best strategy? What is the best architecture 
uh, for their network, uh, so they are able to de to deliver the new services that they they are willing to. Yeah, this idea that there's no one size fits all solution, I, I think, is is spot on and really kind of speaks to the idea of five G as this incredibly flexible connectivity medium. And, and a lot of this gets down to how does that enterprise buyer want to consume 5G applications and mech applications? So I wanted to bring that back to, to open RAN. I guess mm -hmm. the reductive line of thinking on my side is that we see liberalization of spectrum access around the world, this broader movement towards commoditized hardware, and then just that constant question mark around your total cost of ownership if you invest in a new type of, of connectivity system. But given all that, you know, how do you see Open RAN fitting into enterprise 5G? What are some of the opportunities and challenges there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of opportunities for Open RAN in enabling uh, private wireless enterprise 5G in general. Of course, that a lot of that gets fueled by uh, access to spectrum, right? And in some countries, enterprises are going to be able to have direct access to, to spectrum. In others, they're going to have to, to partner with service providers. Both models do work. But, but specifically on Open RAN, uh, there are at least a couple of different aspects that really impact uh, on the adoption of open RAN in the enterprise domain. I actually don't think that TCO is the most important of them, right? It is of course a, a lever that you have to play and that is, always, that is always important, but I don't see like TCO reduction as the main driver for, for open RAN adoption in that case. The first one for me and I, the first really aspect real aspect I believe that impacts a lot is, is about having more choices, right? So as Open RAN is opening up the interfaces, creating the potential for us to have new providers getting into this market, developing solutions and so on, uh, these providers, these new providers can actually start creating solutions that are geared towards the enterprise market, that are, uh, basically designed from scratch to supply the needs and specific applications that are gonna be used in enterprises. And that, of course, the additional choice that, that it brings, it may leads us to create, to be able to create more efficient and, op and better optimized solutions for the vertical applications, for each of the vertical applications that we're gonna be developing. You have more choice and you have basically solutions that, that definitely would work better and potentially even faster on creating the applications that enterprises that all the verticals need. Uh, on top of that though, so the, the flip side of that story is that very few uh, enterprises, very few uh, verticals would be actually ready to deal with the you know, a huge number of vendors dealing with, deal with integrators, integrations themselves. So they're gonna have to select partners to kind of navigate these, these choices with them and to be the responsible party for putting the solutions together. 
right? So the presence of a solution provider and the ability to provide, to offer a complete package to a certain segment is something that will still be very important and that, that will not change. So uh, enterprises at the end of the day, they're gonna, be bu they're gonna be buying full solutions, not discrete building blocks to build a solution. And in that case, uh, having a strong integrator, having a strong player is still very important. Another aspect that I see is about, is about innovation. It's kind of tied to the first one, but he, here I'm looking more into the impact that the RAN Intelligent Controller, so the, the RIC, is having together with the, the, the Mac APIs as well into creating more uh, tighter integrated, uh, more tightly integrated solutions that not only deliver on the ultra low latency services that are going to come, for example, you know, for a connected manufacturing facility application, but also that to have the ability to in real time optimize the network that is carrying the connectivity uh, for the service. So a service that is deployed using the Mac interfaces deployed at the edge and that also leverages the, the, the RIC APIs to optimize the network to make sure that you have the latency, you have the capacity that you need to get these services to run. So with these open APIs coming from Mac and, and RIC, you can have a wide array of new software developers creating these applications uh, that are going to be working on these both, uh, these both elements to offer once again more solutions, services that are more uh, complete and better and better optimized for the for the 5G environment. So putting these two together is where I believe that Open RAN uh, will really be a, a catalyst for, for innovation in this domain. And we're starting to see a few examples of that. So uh, we, together with VMware and, and, and SK Telecom, we announced uh, a Mac in a box solution that basically encapsulates a complete solution for edge computing that can be deployed into, into enterprises to, to deliver uh, to deliver edge services, to optimize performance, to create uh, private wireless networks and so on. So you basically have a prepackaged solution that comes from the service provider to an enterprise and gives them the ability of create new edge applications to optimize their productivity, optimize their processes and so on. So. Yeah, the project you all did with VMware and uh, SK Telecom, very interesting. Our audience, you can read about that on uh, RCR Wireless. Mm -hmm. But I, um, to your point about enterprises having options, making choices, buying solutions, and driving investment at the edge, I've got an example here I wanna, want mm -hmm. you to help me unpack. And this one requires mm -hmm. a little setup. So everyone listening, just bear with me for a second. But the point here is it's a dynamic market map when we look at 5G and Industry 4.0. So Lufthansa, they set up two private standalone 5G networks. One of them built out by an operator. They built the other one themselves. They both use that 3.7 spectrum that the German government made available for industrial companies. So what jumps out at me is in the process of 
turning these networks up and proving out their use cases and doing the management piece themselves, Lufthansa has now decided to start up their own system integrator to help other companies that could benefit from the use cases that they, Lufthansa, proved out, you know, build that for their own businesses. So I just need some help contextualizing Mm -hmm. that. What does that tell us about how dynamic the market is and what does it mean for ecosystem development and partnerships around enterprise 5G? Yeah, absolutely. So there is a direct result of this process of opening up the telecommunications network that we that we just talked about, right? And this is one of the one of the possibilities that will come. Uh, basically, companies that are initially building their own solutions uh, for their own use, they they decide to uh, take this to the market as well. So, as I mentioned before. A, a strong integrator partner will be really key for the success of these advanced, for example, advanced private wireless solutions, right? And, it, it, and as I said, it's fair to expect that some of these customers, especially the ones that have stronger engineering capabilities in-house, they may want to actually productize the project that they, that they created and developed for themselves and take this experience, take this solution to other companies, to similar companies that are also on on their domain. Now, the question is how many of these companies are out there, right? That are really, uh, that have like the engineering power in-house to first of all, run most of the integration process and building the private, say using the private wireless example, the private wireless networks by themselves and then productizing these and taking it to the market. I would say there's probably a few of them, but not a lot. Uh, And and the other question is, uh, well, consider that, well, this case of Lufthansa, and and I know that the aviation uh, industry is a little bit more collaborative uh, compared to others. So so Lufthansa now is going to take these, uh, these know-how and is going to sell to other companies that do the same. Uh, and that, that is great, right? But how many uh, cases we'll see in other industries where uh, a company, it could be a factory, it could be uh, basically any kind of vert- vertical would be willing to hire a competitor to build their private wireless network. So you are going to have a few problems with that, which shows that while these uh, kind of kind of uh, solutions and initiatives they are natural to this more open environment and that and they are certainly welcome. There's still really uh, going to be a role for uh, for system integrators, right? For independent system integrators that basically are focused on the technology, are focused on the, on the telecom and IT transformation angle, and that are really getting ready to go out and help uh, these vertical industries through, through their processes without any kind of conflict of interest, right? But it's, it's definitely cool to watch, to see how these things, uh, how these initiatives will pop up and how the market uh, will, will take them. Right and uh, and yeah, we see other cases. 
Well, in addition to this one with Lufthansa, so for example, we do have engagements, uh, for example, with FedEx, where there is an active uh, uh, process of building their own uh, connectivity solutions and potentially utilizing this know-how to take, to take more advanced services to their customers, not necessarily direct competitors, but to their, their logistics, logistics customers as well. Yeah, so you know, based on what we've discussed, 5G is already making a, a significant impact in some high-value verticals. I think the question is, you know, how do you make sure that you drive scale out of just these giant companies with a hundred plus years of engineering expertise mm -hmm. into small and medium businesses? So that's just sort of this this subtext of to do 5G for enterprises correctly, you've got to develop an ecosystem, but at the same time there's maybe a risk that that ecosystem gets so big and so fragmented mm -hmm. that we kind of miss out on delivering scale quickly and kind of that, that long-term horizon for accretive value gets pushed out even further. So I'm just kind of curious about how you think, how Dell thinks about managing that balance mm -hmm. between building an ecosystem, but making sure that it doesn't get too big. No, exactly. And this is definitely a balancing act, right? So we need to make sure that uh, as an industry, we, we remain pragmatic, right? And that we look into uh, and go for, let's say, the early wins. So, of course, the technology discussion can, can be endless, right? The possibilities are great. And there's going to be a lot of new players, not of, of, a lot of new ideas popping up. But we need to make sure that we are designing the solutions with our customers in mind, with their business cases in mind, and start getting things out of the door as quick as we can, right? Because there is there's a huge uh, eagerness in different verticals to actually get these solutions. They are expecting to be able to become more productive, to optimize the way they work. Uh, and, you know, of course, we in, in the telecommunications industry, especially as engineers, we love technology. We are going to get into these discussions, and that is great, but we need to keep the sense of urgency and uh, being pragmatic in putting the initial solutions together, making sure that they are more easily consumable by uh, our customers is, is of paramount importance, right? And at Dell Technologies, we are really taking this pragmatic approach. So we're looking to creating the solutions, creating the, the tools to help our customers navigate through this transformational process and be ready to leverage the value of 5G uh, as fast as they can. Well, Sandro, I appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation with me, and I'm really excited to see how you and your colleagues at Dell Technologies help businesses really harness this uh, 5G opportunity. Thanks a lot, Sean. It's always a great pleasure talking to you, so thanks a lot for the opportunity. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.